sword hung from a metal clip down the left side of his saddle horn. Yes, it is them, Sandoval called down to him in English as good as any Thorn was used to hearing. There is one rider following them, less than a mile behind. He swung a big Swiss rifle from his shoulder by its strap and began to make adjustments on its raised sights as he judged the wind, the sway of the pine, and the slant of the afternoon sunlight. I had a hunch there would be someone on their trail, Thorne said. Uncrossing his wrists from his saddle horn and adjusting the reins in his hands, he murmured to himself, A lawman, I have no doubt. Yes, said Sandoval. He's the ranger, the one who wears the gray sombrero. The ranger. Of course, Thorne said under his breath. He paused only for a second, then called up to Sandoval in a resolved tone. He'll have to be reckoned with. He turned his horse to the thin trail reaching down the hillside to the main trail. You know what to do. Carry on. Without looking down from his swaying perch, Sandoval only nodded as he wrapped his left forearm into the leather rifle strap and raised the butt into the pocket in his right shoulder. Yes, he knew what to do, he reminded himself. He relaxed over against the trunk of the pine and let his body take on the tree's back-and-forth rhythm. He squatted deep on his right leg, his knee almost to his chin, his left leg hanging loose down past the bow beneath him in order to serve as a counterbalance when the recoil of the big rifle punched his shoulder. He had learned this type of shooting by wrapping a safety rope around the mast of a ship and tying off before making his shots. But not these days. Tying off was for beginners. He knew the rifle and its recoil had a rock back with it just enough and not let it unseat him. This weapon had become a part of him over the past year. It was not his first long-range rifle. He had equally given service to the Spencer tin-plated carbine and the Springfield trapdoor rifle over the years, but he had come to know the feel and force of the big Swiss Husqvarna precision rifle as he knew his own heartbeat. Beneath him, the Cuban rifleman caught a peripheral glance of Thorn riding down the steep hillside and out across a rocky stretch of flatlands leading toward town. Sandoval pinned the rifle against the tree trunk with his knee and raised the telescope to his eye for another look before his shooting began. Young Arizona Ranger Samuel Burrock saw the rise of trail dust coming toward Mitten Hill from the west, beneath a line of hills on the opposite side of the sandy flatlands. It could be anyone, he told himself, letting the big Appaloosa stallion pull the trail beneath him at a fast, strong pace. Taking on a gang the size of the Black Valley riders had him looking over his shoulder a little more than usual. A gang that size was capable of anything, he thought, riding on. A haze of dust still loomed in the evening air from the three riders who had stirred it up only moments before him. As he neared the edge of town, Sam slowed the stallion to a walk and whispered down to it, patting its sweaty withers. Easy, Blackpot. You got us here. We're in no hurry now. The stallion chuffed and cantered down, slinging its wet mane back and forth. The ranger eyed the wide dirt street ahead of him, and realized what a perfect setup this would be for an ambush. Late afternoon, the empty street, 
a town of working men resting from the heat of the day before venturing out to the cantinas and gambling parlors. He saw no sign of the three men's horses at the hitch rails along the street. He might not have been on the job long, but he could recognize when things weren't quite right, and this was one of those times he knew. Yet in spite of a nagging feeling in the pit of his stomach, he proceeded on, keeping the stallion at a walk rather than stopping altogether and tipping his hand. In preparation, he slid his Winchester rifle from its saddle-boot and carried it in his left hand, his thumb over the hammer, his finger inside the trigger-guard. Let the play begin, he told himself, feeling the prickly sensation of being watched down the length of a gun-barrel as he glanced along either side of the street. It was with almost a sense of relief when he saw two of the three men step out of an alleyway and move to the middle of the street facing him. But the appearance of